There's the opening music. Welcome to another Radio Vice on Live podcast with your hosts, Jim and Jane Weissich. Today we're going to be talking with Don Pesci about the local election, local primary for the Republicans. who will select the person who's going to challenge Richard Blumenthal for one of Connecticut's two Senate seats that's up. Can the Republicans finally grab a seat? Don Pesci will talk to us about that. We'll also talk to the Sando sister, former U.S. U.S. Assistant U.S. Attorney and law professor, about uh, the legality of the raid on Donald Trump's house. That should be a great conversation, I would think. Uh, anyway, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. So Pesci will be first, and he's going to be talking about the Republican primary last night, which. Leora, is that her name, right? Leora Levy won, won the contest. The what? Is everything okay? Um, yeah. Okay. Um, Leora Levy, that's her name, right? Or is it Levy? Levy. Leora Levy, sorry. Leora Levy won the, uh, won the nomination. And my question to all of you out there, if you want to call in our, on our audio line for, for, yeah, not for guests, but for regular folk want to call in. Regular th- folk? Well, you know what I mean, for the listeners. No. The listener call in line. Explain yourself. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to 960-996-0308. 996-0308. Yeah, go ahead. I did not vote in a long time. I didn't vote either. I was not inspired by any of these candidates. And I met both of them. Uh, I didn't meet. And you didn't, didn't like Leora Levy, did you? Pardon me. You, what did you think of Leora Levy? I was not impressed. And I don't like the way she she violated Ronald Reagan's first rule, and that's don't speak ill of a fellow Republican. You 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 have to win on the issues. You actually said that to her, didn't you? What? Well, I was the rude one that um, actually spoke out at the um, what do you call it? The fundraiser. Fundraiser. Even though I um, participated and I paid, um, I asked her how she was gonna do things that, how she was gonna change things that I know that are happening. I can see it. I go. That's what I said to her. I go to the gas station and I go to the grocery store. So, how are you gonna change it? Uh, no response. So uh, we already, but don't don't run and try and win the election by saying the other person stinks. Because you're talking the other. Oh, that that's the other fellow Republican. That's the other thing that that bugged me. Um, I um. Don't speak ill of a fellow Republican. Don't, don't, just don't. And she did. She did. That's why she's not a true Republican. Well, she might be true Republican, whatever she wants to call herself. She is not a true immigrant. She was six years old when she came to this country um, so with she, her parents. With her parents. Oh, she came with her parents, whereas as opposed to you, and you you just took off and came alone, correct? Uh-huh. You had no help. You had no one to help you. Well, no, I did. I did have help. I did have help. But um, do not say that you're... An immigrant when you're six years old, uh, and you're from Norwich. Come on, what what is her accomplishment? Can somebody tell me? 
I don't know what her accomplishment. Well, they say she escaped communist Cuba with her parents' help. Um, but she probably doesn't remember living under communism the way. What is do. her accomplishment in this country? I have no idea. I don't know anything about her. Hopefully, Don Pesci will be able to tell us. Okay, well, we're going to call him in about two minutes. Actually, I just, I just wish we, people we could, could answer questions. Now. They get also upset when you ask him questions. What did you ask her? What are you going to do about it? About what? Inflation? About anything. What are you going to... What was her answer? She did not have one. She didn't respond to your question? She came up to me. She was trying to communicate with me, but she did not give me an answer. Um, She's a very lovely woman. She's a very lovely person. Don't... Don't uh, think that I'm you like better going than after Richard Blumenthal. Pardon me. You like or or better than Richard Blumenthal. <laughs> um, <laughs> are you uh, joking right now? <laughs> yes. Anybody? Come on, people, help me out. I'm looking in the uh, chat room. Okay, I'm not. I'm not sharing. I didn't anybody. share. I didn't share. Why didn't you share? Because I'm sleeping. Definitely need you to share. That's for okay, sure. Okay, I'm sharing, uh, and I'm telling you, um, we yeah. have some, we have some people that are very. Um, Here's my question to all of you: Did the Republicans pick the right person to beat Richard Blumenthal, or was Themis Claridis, which he the person they should have picked, or Peter Lamage? I can't believe Peter Lamage would beat Richard Blumenthal. Not sure Leora Levy can either. Not sure they picked the right person. What do all of you think? Okay. Um. Did you want to call? Um. Yeah, we'll call Don Pesci now. But um, I'm telling you, I didn't vote because I didn't know how to vote. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know. Welcome to Verizon Wireless. Your call can. Oh, no, we can't go through this over and over again. I did not know um how to go. I wish somebody would have fed me some um, information. This is a first time in a long time that I didn't vote. I could still go, I suppose. No, I can't. That was yesterday. Um, Don and Andre can't come to the phone. Well, you better we get to the phone. I'll try. Should I try his mobile phone? Yep. Yeah, try the mobile phone. But the call anyways, has been forwarded um, to an automated voice messaging system. Eight six zero two two zero. No, number? it's not two two zero. Sorry, I'm giving my phone number out. Eight six zero. Um, what is it? Um, We're done. No, uh, for the other one. Um, where's the card? Um, yeah, nine nine six. No, it's eight 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 two one zero one eight six zero. Eight 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 two one zero one. Somebody give me. I'm trying uh, to get. And uh, the movie is on, me, so I have let, to turn it off. Wait a second. Let me try and get. And try Don on this number. There you go. Hey Don. Don, I kept trying your number and I couldn't. Wouldn't go through. Sorry about that. Don. So what are your thoughts? Did the Republicans make a mistake in nominating Leora Levy? 
uh, to be their candidate against Blumenthal, or did it, does it really matter, Don? What's your take on the primary last night? Our guest right now, one second, Don, is Don Pesci, a Connecticut conservative columnist. Yes, we have them. And his columns can be read at RadioAdviceOnline.com, Radio Advice Online contributor. Don, thank you for joining us, and thank you for your columns. Give us your thoughts on the primary last night and whether Republicans voted in the right person. Don, are you there? Can you hear me? I can't me? hear him. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. There is one Castro Pro all the way at the bottom. Okay. Don, can you hear me? I can hear you. There Fine. you go. Perfect. So, Don, what are your thoughts on the primary last night? Did the Republicans choose the right person to beat Blumenthal, or does it matter? Well, you know, Dick Morris says it doesn't matter. Uh, he says that Blumenthal is, uh, has been irreparably harmed by uh, the policies pursued by, uh, by uh, Biden. And, uh, you know, if Levy uh, can point out these things and actually convince people that it would be uh, prudent for them to have at least one representative in Connecticut's all-Democrat uh, congressional U.S. congressional uh, committee, then you know she'll 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 be able to do that. Uh, but Don, uh, the one thing I didn't like about her, and I think I said this to you in a text, um, she violated Reagan's Reagan's rule. She decided to disparage another Republican in the process, damage that other Republican. But she said, "The Mascaritis is not one of us. Well, who's one of us? Is she one of us?" I'm not so sure. Whatever us is. That really well, you know, Jim, it, it may have been just a shorthand way of saying that uh, Themis Claritas is a, is a traditional moderate Republican. And uh, she, on the other hand, is a, uh, is a more fierce conservative Republican. I don't know. Um, I, I don't think it's necessarily, I don't think it was necessarily, insul- well, it may have been insulting to say such a thing and you really do have to watch your language i hear because if laura levy is uh, going to uh, mount a credible campaign against bloomfield she's going to need all the help she can get especially she'll need themis's help that's right themis has the contacts and she'll need that she has no contacts i wonder why trump picked her over everybody else Well, how do you know that he picked her over anything? He picked her for a uh, being a um, what do you call it? The candidate for U.S. Senate. No, no, no. He endorsed her. I'm sorry. He endorsed her for what? For U.S. Senate. No. Yes. For Cuba, as far as I know. For what? For Cuban. um, Oh no, he he nominated her to be the uh, Cuban ambassador to Cuba. Ambassador. But she he endorsed her. For the Senate race, Jane. Is that right, Don? Yeah, Trump's that's right. He, uh, he that in, that endorsement came that endorsement came actually at a Montville, Connecticut uh, Republican Town Committee uh, meeting at which uh, Femis Claritus and uh, I think uh, Peter Lamage uh, and uh, they were in attendance. Were all present? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was a pretty fulsome endorsement of uh, Leora Levy. Uh, it's no secret that, uh, that Donald Trump uh, really uh, doesn't like 
take Clomazole. Come on, who does? <laughs> Do you? Well, no, I don't. I, I really don't. <laughs> you know what? I think he's. I was being. You think held he's back. what, Don? No, I, I was being. One second. Held, no, one second. Let me. I want to hear Don say he was second. something. He'll finish it. Uh, I was being held back because I was going to kick his shin in when he was at the Apple Fest in Glastonbury. I was being held back by my ex-husband and my, um, I'm sorry to say, my deceased girlfriend. Um, I was going to freaking beat him up. Why was that, Jane? <laughs> why? Yeah, why? Uh, because I love him so much. Yeah, I'm sure. Anyway, Don, you were, I'm sorry, you were going to say something about Blumenthal. Other than well, being a you know, uh, sack of poop. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, Blumenthal is a, is an extremist in the matter of abortion. Mm. I think that, uh, I think that Levy, uh, can talk to that, that single point more convincingly than Femis Claritus. And because uh, Claritus has a, you know, she has a, you know, a, a positive relationship with Planned Parenthood, as does Blumenthal, Blumenthal for God's sakes. I, I, I call him the, the senator from Planned Parenthood. What was, um, he's fine, what, what was Blumenthal's, Blumenthal had no, had no limitations on abortion at all? That's right. And, had, and had, Jim. He was in favor you know, of for, late-term abortions? For somebody like you, Jim, who's who's been you know, been in political commentary for as long as I have, probably 40 years or so. Yes. You know that Blum that when Blumenthal was attorney general for uh, 20 years, no, uh, uh, no regulation was beyond him. He wanted to regulate the stars that moved in the heavens, you know, so he, he aimed most of his regulations at, uh, Businesses in Connecticut, by the time he left as attorney general, there were George Jetson, his successor, was left with 240 outstanding cases yeah, uh, that he that. quickly he quickly disposed of. Well, let me explain what that is. Can you explain what it, the, the 240 outstanding cases by an attorney general? So that was, those were cases where he was suing businesses, correct? That's right, and they were not resolved. You know, these cases were in litigation. They were they were in litigation, some of them, for years. So what Blumenthal's uh, modus operandi was to single out a business. He, this is how he operated. He was he single out a business on, you know, a couple of complaints. Uh, complaints came in from uh, customers who weren't receiving their merchandise on time, let's say, just by way of example. Then he would release this uh, this uh, massive uh, 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 analysis of the business, mostly incorrect, uh, to to the media, and the media would print it verbatim, uh, line by line. They'd print it, and as a result of of this exposure, uh, the business would get even more complaints, and at that point. Uh, Blumenthal would be able to seize the assets of the business and just shut it down. So he'd get more... I understand he shut down a number of businesses. And he did, and he left 240 of them on his own docket uh, that, that were unresolved. So these were, these were people, overregulated people, who were simply hung on hooks 
in the attorney general's office for years and years and years until they could no longer defend themselves because they were, they were, they, you know, their assets were gone. Blumenthal had seized all that stuff. This is how he operated. He's not a nice guy. Uh, Don, we have a um, couple people in town that had to shut down the restaurant um, because they were um, cocky, because they would say, guns are welcome into our um, environment, and um, no masks. Um, so I have two people, two, two families that had to shut down restaurant because of these Dumb, I, I don't want to say it. You know what I want to say. Right, Jane, you're right. You can't be too severe about this. Um, you know, these restaurants were not closed down by COVID. They were closed no, down not. by or, orders from, from uh, uh, Governor Lamont. He was the one who closed down these businesses. And my heart, Done, so, my, heart, my heart bleeds for these people that put everything... Do you know how much money you have to put into it and how much work you have to put into running a restaurant? Don, listen to I this. Do. Don, listen to yeah, this. I do. I do. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Don. Go ahead. Answer Jane. Go ahead. Uh, listen to this old Blumenthal soundbite. This was a, this was a knee slapper. We've had uh, 20 years of lawsuits, and yet during the time that he has been in office, we are one of only two states in this nation, Michigan being the other, that has actually had a net loss of jobs. That's striking. 20 years later, we have less jobs since he's been in office. I would uh, ask one basic question to the Attorney General. How many jobs have your lawsuits created? And if I may answer that question, Tom? It's, you, it's, your, it's your rebuttal. Our lawsuits, our legal actions, actually create jobs. Because businesses actually welcome competition and a level playing field. Very few businesses sympathize with lawbreakers. Okay. Can I go our, and our lawsuits create Can jobs I go done. and punch him in the face right now? Wait a second. Our lawsuits. No, I'm not waiting a second. Done. I want to go freaking create jobs. knock him in the freaking noggin. Our lawsuits. Yeah, let me answer that. Yeah, please. I, I have an answer for that one. There was a, a woman over in East Hartford who ran a computer shop. She rebuilt computers. This was a long time ago. Okay, Blumenthal drove that woman out of business uh, by by the means I just described uh, to you. Okay, she sued him. Uh, he thought he win? had. Uh, yes, Thank he you. thought he had. He thought he had immunity from suits, and mm. he didn't. He only had partial immunity. So mm. she sued him. And she, she was given an award of something like $10 million. From later personally be, or the state? Who had to pay that? Yeah, they, Do you know that what, why his later. name is Dick? Do you know why his name is Dick? Yeah. Can I say it that again? Award, yeah, that award was later reduced oh. by another court. It was reduced by another court. But uh, that woman was recompensed uh, for the harm that Blumenthal caused her and nobody was recompensed by the harm that Blumenthal caused 240 people. He had hanging on hooks in his attorney general's office for years and years and years. All his jobs were lost. 
those were all lost jobs. What Blumenthal was doing was making money mm. from the state. He was making money from the state by by uh, putting people in in legal positions where they had to either contest him in court or make a plea deal. And most of them made plea deals. So he just gathered up a whole bunch of money and deposited it in the, uh, in the uh, public up. treasury. Do you remember how the Clintons went out of the, I, I keep repeating myself, they went out of the White House, they were broke, they were barely paying the um, mortgages on their houses. And um, the um, um, the uh, sco scholarship for her child. Um, do you remember that? We're These talking about are... conservative communist Don Pesci. Don is a regular con contributor to RadioAdviceOnline.com. Don, I'm going to play one more bite from the Linda uh, McMahon, Richard Blumenthal okay. uh, debate where uh, Blumenthal has asked our jobs creator. Remember this? Sort of a follow-up, Mr. Blumenthal. You've talked about you want to incentivize small businesses. Tell me something. How do you create a job? The job is created, and it can be in a variety of ways, by a variety of people, but principally by people and businesses in response to demand for products and services. And the main point about jobs in Connecticut is we can and we should create more of them by creative policies. And that's the kind of approach that I want to bring to Washington. I have stood up for jobs when they've been at stake. I stood up for jobs at Alderman Motors when GM wanted to shut down that automobile dealership. I stood up for jobs at Pratt & Whitney when that company wanted to shift them out of state and overseas. I stood up for jobs at Stanley World. So uh, essentially what he's saying here, Don, is that first you have a mommy job and then you have a daddy job and they share a very special hug. That's how a job is created. He's making absolutely no sense. What uh, Blumenthal yeah. is showing is that he has no idea how jobs are created. Jobs are created in a variety of ways. What was he talking about, Don? Did even he know what he was uh, talking you know, that, that was Linda McMahon who ran against Blumenthal. Yep. Yeah. And uh, she actually answered her own question when he finished blabbing. <laughs> and the answer to her question, no, really, the answer to her question is somebody gathers together money, they take a risk with their own money. Money, right. And their risk is either rewarded or it's not rewarded. That's not, right. And that's how you create it. That's how that's you create business or not. And and that's, and right. that's what I'm that's what I was talking about. This two um pizza restaurants in town um that they lost money. They gathered whatever they had. Um they borrowed money and they're going to be paying it. And they got shut down because of these okay, I'm going to say it. Are you ready? Because of these assholes, that asshole that is doing it. He's done it. He shut them down. These people yeah, tried. They, they people, these people went out and um, tried to do things um, for themselves, yes. But they, they were creating businesses. They were shut down by these boneheads. Yeah, Never right. created anything. They're just sucking okay. money out of us.
sorry. Uh, it's Robert. No, it's Christopher. Where? Sorry, that's my phone. Oh, that's your phone. But but these people. I'll, I'll stop it. But these people are sucking money out of us. Do, yeah. do, do Does everybody something. understand that? I'll tell you something else, Jane. Yes, sir. I've got my fingers. I got my fingers crossed, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping that if ever there are more than one, there should be like maybe four or five debates between Blumenthal and Leora Levy. Uh, well, uh, you know what? I was actually face to face with her. Yeah. But yeah, I know. But Jane said she wasn't impressed at all. I was not impressed with her at all. I, I and and we did not vote. We were going to vote. We normal normally vote. I was not impressed with her. Well, here's what I'm hoping. Yes, I'm sir. hoping that if there is a, is a debate, there should be more than one. If there is a debate, I'm hoping that Levy will be able to do the same thing to Blumenthal as McMahon did when she asked him that question. Hoping that Levy will be able to just ask him, tell me what your definition of inflation is. Just tell me what it is. Um, because he doesn't Don, know. Don. He doesn't know. And Don, not only doesn't, what? She was, she was describing what is going on in Connecticut. And I said, I know. I go to the grocery store and I go to a, a gas station. I know what's going on. What are you going to do about it? And she had no I, answer for me. She you. did not have answer for me. So these people can kiss my eye. That's harsh. Yeah, it is harsh, but um, have an answer. If you're running for... Knows- I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I think she has a pretty good grounding in business activities because she's a trader on Wall Street. So uh, I think she's. I think she does know. You know what business? What how business operates? Blumenthal mm-hmm. really doesn't. I mean, he just doesn't know. Uh, so I'm rather hoping that uh, she'll be able to just you know cozy up to him and say, not in Spanish. She speaks. She's fluent in mm-hmm. Spanish, but in English, I'm I'm kind of hoping she she's going to say at some point, uh, uh, Senator Blumenthal, why don't you tell us what you think inflation is? Because he doesn't uh, Senator know. Senator Blumenthal might want to keep me away from him because I will break his chin. One of these days. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Don, thank you so much for, for joining us. On, you were so so gracious as as always. Um, I'm sorry, uh, I'm not. You know, it's always it's always a pleasure talking to you, Jane and and Jim too. It's, it's uh, really, I'm not it's a pleasure really... to talk to. <laughs> I know, but um, you're the best. All right. Thank you, Don. Thanks, Don. Okay, you're welcome. Thanks, Jane. Okay, we're going to be joined by a former assistant U.S. attorney now, Barbara Weisfich, a.k.a. the sound officer, is going to join us next. Let's oh, give my her God, a call. he's the best. He is the best. He's funny. Let's give the sound officer a call.
and to type this. Jane, could you come back a second? I can't see. I'll give her a call at home and see if that's the right number. I don't know if I have the right number for her. Yep, I, I've got, I always have her cell phone. He was funny. Hello. Barb, it's Jim and Jane Weisfitch. Hi, Jim and Jane. How are you doing? Hi, Auntie Barbara. Uh, uh, what did Julia say yesterday? She said she sounded just like this woman. Barbara, listen to this soundbite. No, it was, yeah, comment. that's that's you. Judge Jean, she, uh, Ju, uh, Julia said, Jane's daughter, Julia, said that uh, Judge Jeanine reminds her of you. 87,000 IRS agents against the rest of us. This is classic overreach. But let me tell you about Donald Trump. You get a search warrant on presidential records? Are you kidding me? Classified <laughs> records that he could unilaterally declassify when he was president? He could say he declassified them? And you come in? I was a judge. If you came to me and you said you wanted a search warrant, my first question is, why do you want a search warrant? Why not a subpoena? And if I had all the facts, I would know that this president had been working with them and had already given them 15 boxes that the media kept saying okay. they were retrieved. But, so, Barbara, uh, let, me, uh, let me just say, can I just well, say that? Well, basically, you, you don't need me. Judge Janine just no, basically no. said so what I was going no, to say. What were you going to say, Barbara? But listen, listen. No, you got to no, let Julia, Barbara talk. Julia came out. And she said, that's Auntie Barbara. I said, yeah, that sounds like Auntie Barbara. Anyways, go Boy, I, you know, am, am I that authoritarian when we have dinner together? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. No, but you're on the air way, you are. You're way, kind, you're way kinder. So, Barbara, but- the raid on Mar-a-Lago, <laughs> um, the raid on Trump's estate Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida. Uh, well, as Judge said, it was classic overreach. Was it overreach, Barbara? Yeah, absolutely, Jim. As a former federal prosecutor, I wish that I could explain this to your your listeners. But quite frankly, nothing makes any sense. Um, Judge Janine is absolutely correct. You don't do something like this via search warrant. You do it via subpoena. Oh. Mr. Trump, show up with these documents on this date at this time. Plus he's Period. Former, you don't go rifling through his house. He's a former president of the United States. He deserves some respect, correct? But this, Yeah, I mean, th- th- this makes no sense. The th- only, Jim, the only time you would ever do a search warrant as opposed to a subpoena, and I don't care who it is we're talking about, the only time would be if you thought that the documents were going to disappear and never be seen or heard from again. Well, there's absolutely no evidence of that anywhere. President Trump and his attorneys have been negotiating with uh, the Department of Justice and or the FBI over these documents since basically January. Nobody asked him for the documents until December, but in January they started to negotiate over the documents. So it's all for um, show then. I, I really do think so, Jim. Uh, I, I, I can't come up with any logical well, reason for them to do it. It was all for flashing police cars? 
flashing lights in yeah. front of the house. Pictures yeah, for it, it, Democratic ad. Yeah, it, it it clearly was, Jim. And, and the other thing that's confusing about this, at least to me, is <clears throat> that I was first told what we were talking about here were documents that the National Archives believed were presidential papers, and thus the National Archives should have them. Um, That's not uncommon. Presidents take documents when they leave the White House all the time. President Obama took some 30,000, I think, and some of those are still in dispute now as to whether or not they are President Obama's personal documents or whether they are presidential documents. And Sandy These Berger are stuff from just... his underwear, correct? Sandy Berger did a, Sandy Berger did yeah, the same the, thing. Yeah, nobody cared Florida. about that. <laughs> nobody barely mentioned but, it. He walked out of the right. archive with, his, with them stuck in his underwear. From what, yeah. From what I understand. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and nobody did anything. That Here, the, the interesting that, yes, that was President Clinton, or it was a, he was an associate of President Clinton. But, but here what we have is the GSA packed up these documents and sent them to Mar-a-Lago, where they have been sitting, minding their own business, since the president left the White House. Um, I'm told that in June, uh, the parties had come to an agreement and FBI agents went to Mar-a-Lago and looked through boxes of documents and took a bunch that they thought they were entitled to. Now, again, I'm back to, is this a presidential paper, or are they claiming that these are top-secret documents that the president shouldn't have? We We keep getting two explanations here, and neither one seems to jibe with the other, but in any event, in June, the FBI was at Mar-a-Lago. The president was there at the time. They are and scared to death he's going to run again, aren't they? They're just scared me? To, they're scared to death he's going to run again. You know, Jim, that's the only conclusion that one can make. Now, why they're so scared of, of this person, I do not know. Um, but they apparently are. He, he seems to live rent-free in their minds. And so anything that they think they can do uh, to make him either not run or make the people not like him and vote for him, they seem more than willing to do. And, Jim, to get a search warrant, uh, what would be needed would be an affidavit, in this case from the FBI, I would assume. And I hate to say this, but given everything we know about Russia collusion, and the FISA warrant, um, the lying on for FISA warrants from the FBI, I don't know that I would trust anything that the FBI put I want in to an affidavit. Okay. Well, um, the press secretary, where are you going, Jane? Stay here. I was having a question. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'll shut up. So, since we are all in this together, don't you think... I'm sorry, Auntie Barber. Um... Since we are all in this together, anybody can march into your house and do search. That's a great question. Would 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 that be true or not, Barbara? Are we all vulnerable. Well, yeah. If, now? if if you can if you can get a judge to sign a search warrant, certainly they can come into your house so and what search. Would, would prevent the judge to um, not sign it. 
Well, there are lots of reasons why the judge wouldn't. Typically, to get a search warrant, you need probable cause to believe that a crime was committed. So you'd have to lay okay, something so, out in so there. Let's say I'm crazy. Um, I'm crazy. That, so, that's not going to do it. <laughs> that's not going to do it. Oh, really? No, so so the, the, the judge magistrate could well say, I'm sorry, this affidavit does not set out probable cause. And thus refuse to sign it. What would be the probable cause? Good question. We don't know what's in the affidavit. Okay, well, uh, so you're going to be like, uh, what's her name? Um, the um, Speaker of the House, what's her name? Nancy Pelosi. Nancy, uh, you, Nancy you, Pelosi? Won't, you, won't know, you won't know what's in it until you read it, until you sign it, and then you can read well, it. Well, I mean, obviously, it has to lay out the the elements of of a of a crime. You can't just say there's documents there, and I'd like the documents. You'd have to be able to demonstrate a crime, and a judge can look at a search an affidavit for a search warrant and let you know whether or not he or she believes you have set out probable cause to believe there's a crime. And in the case of a search warrant, you almost have to take it one step further, which is you have to convince the judge in the affidavit that not only was a crime committed, but if you don't race in there tomorrow and get these documents, they're going to be destroyed. Well, there's no reason to think that would have happened in this case because the president wasn't even there. He he was at uh, Bedmin, Bedminster, his uh, golf course in uh, New Jersey, where he goes for the summer. So who was going to immediately destroy these documents? That's never been answered by anybody. And we're never, uh, quite frankly, I'm not sure we're ever going to get answers to this. I'm going to ask one more question before Jim jumps in. Um, and then I'm going to shut up. But uh, in, in, uh, um, you probably didn't read the book. Do you know how many laws there are that we don't know how we would be persecuted? They don't even know. Prosecuted. I'm sorry, I don't speak English very well. But um, prosecuted. There are so many laws you can be um, persecuted for. Prosecuted. Uh, thank you for correcting well, me. I'm, well, I'm sure well, that, people understand what I'm saying. But uh, there are so many laws um, that you can go to jail for if they decided to get you into jail. Did you know? Well, I, that, that's really true. But it, here there has to be a, a connection between the alleged crime and the property that you are searching for. So why, In other why words, do we, so why do we have these little bastards breaking into the cars, I, breaking into houses, and breaking into um, businesses? Why do we have that? Um, and they're caught and released. Why do we have that? Oh, well, we, we have it because back. they're not being prosecuted. Okay, why is that? Well, you're going to have to talk to your district attorney about that. <laughs> you're the best. Barbara, I think it was Leonard who used to say, Jen, Jane, you would know this. Leonard used to say, show me the manner and I'll show you the crime. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's really true. I mean, again, I'm back to, as a former prosecutor, what happened here and the manner in which it happened. Um, it really makes no sense. 
when you're in the process of negotiating with someone to get the something that you claim you're entitled to, you, you don't get a search warrant and storm into their house. It just, it's just illogical. Right. Me, but but you just did. You just did in a <clears throat> formal president. How did that happen? Yeah, I know. I guess that's my point. I, I really can't give you a cogent explanation as to what was done or why it was done. It defies anything that, that I know as a prosecutor. Um. Okay. So, um. So, so if he hired you, what would you do? Well, if, if President Trump hired me, yeah. I mean, I, there's nothing you really can do at the moment. Let's say, for example, documents were taken, and the president knows that some of those documents were attorney-client privileged. Uh, that's something where you can contact the Department of Justice and say, hey, you got privileged documents in there. You're going to have to send this to like a mediator type person who will review them um, and make sure that you don't have confidential documents. So you can solve this. Other down. than that, there's nothing you can do. Well, like j j the j only final thing you could down. do. If, if you are being indicted and tried based upon the documents that were seized, if the search warrant was improperly granted or if the FBI agents exceeded the scope of the search warrant and found things and they're trying to introduce them in your trial, you could file a motion to suppress those documents on the grounds that the government was never entitled to them from but, day one. But by then, the damage would have been done, wouldn't it? Um, well, it, it would in the sense that you can't unsee the documents. But if the Bureau itself isn't looking at them, if some third person is, there, there's no damage there. Uh, hey, what do you guys think of this soundbite? This is Greg Gutfeld. I want to get you to respond to this. It's very quick. Okay. Yeah, that raid was a real smart move. You want to take a larger-than-life character and make him even larger? You raid his frickin' house. Basically, they just gave Popeye a 55-ounce can of spinach. Jim, it's hard to argue with that because, again, they're in the process of negotiating with the Bureau over these documents, why the heck would you do something like this Seriously? until it became clear that uh, the negotiations were going nowhere? Essentially, Greg Gutfeld says the Democratic Party just endorsed Donald Trump to be president of the United States. Again. Again. Well, you know, Jim, a lot of people looking at the uh, 2024 primary, there are many Republicans that felt that perhaps Trump was too um, almost over the top and too divisive. That's all gone now. People are now on his side. Well, because because they running. see what happened so and Gutfeld they realize right. it could happen to them. So Gutfeld's right as well as funny. They took a larger yeah. than life man and made him even larger than in yeah. Life. Well, no question. We saw what the economy was. I know he stunk when he spoke. I know he stunk. He was horrible speaker, but um, the economy and uh, the world was on a better leg than it is now, isn't it? 
Oh, no question. No question. He's a businessman, and he knew how to run things. And we used to uh, have the- discussion, our arguments with Jim, with your brother. Um, uh, the government is... was. It's you're, a business. You say the government is a business. It's business, and, and Jim disagreed with me. Because you uh, can't fire people like you could in a business. Well, you can. No, the unions won't let you fire people. Yeah, I can. That's one of the problems. Uh, That's well, one of the problems, fired, clearly. He was, he was going to drain the swamp. That's what was yeah, scaring and, the and that, maybe that. that's why. Maybe that's why they're so afraid of him. Oh, well, the, but this, I think, is a preemptive strike on their part, and I see no reason for it. Um, I, you know, they, they've been after him since, since he came since, down the escalator yeah. in uh, 2015. Yeah, and this, to, yeah, I mean, to do something like this, to raid his home when he's not there, and there's no reason to believe that these documents are going to disappear is nonsensical. Plus, um, and it, he beat Hillary Clinton. That, that takes a lot of audacity on his part. Yes. It wouldn't surprise me if I found out the Clintons were behind some of this. Oh, they I mean, who knows, pay. Jim? They couldn't. Who knows? Their, uh... I mean, it's it, it's weird. But speaking oh, of that, Jim. Want, yes, I wanted to ask you that question. Joe Biden and his press secretary said that they they only found about it find out about the raid when we did. They saw it on TV. Other than that, they didn't know about this raid. Barbara, do you believe that? Not even remotely. Why, tell us why. You think I can tell you why, Jim. This is really simple. When I was an assistant U.S. attorney or a a prosecutor with the Department of Justice, if I was going to do something that was even remotely controversial like this, I did not and could not do it on my own. I would have to take it to my boss, the U.S. attorney, and he would probably have to take it to the Department of Justice. Don't let anybody tell you that what we have here, a couple of Department of Justice attorneys and a couple of FBI agents who did this all on their own. No way. This had to be approved by Merrick Garland, clearly, and Garland would never have done it without permission from President Biden. Gar- it's just, Gar- that's Garland the way things who, are. And Garland is who, Barbara? Just so our audience is clear. Oh, the Attorney General. The so, Attorney General. So, so he had to know about it. Yeah, but do you. Really and if he think- knew about it, then Joe Biden had to know about it. But no. Well, really- he would have told, he would have told the president. He would have said, Mr. President, we're about ready to issue a search warrant against your opponent in the last election and potentially your opponent in the next election. Will you approve of that? Yeah, he wouldn't have was, done it on his own. That was illegal, too. Barbara, do you really think that. Um- Uncle Joe would know anything about it, or is there somebody else directing this? Well, I have to say this. Um, I have to believe that uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland was told that the president approved it. Now, whether the people in the White House actually talked to the president, that may forever remain a mystery. But clearly it went to the White House. This didn't stop at his desk. That's just the way the Department of Justice works. Okay, I'm going to ask you, let's let's just leave it on the nice note. Did you see um, the kid in a um, baseball field? Um, 
Did you see the video? Oh, the there little leaguer. Uh, there was a little league pitcher. Did you, see, did you um, see that, Barbara? Yeah. Did Where you, he I mean, the kid in the head. Yeah, and, and, and the kid that was hit goes over to the mound yeah. and consoles yeah. him. I mean, it was just like, um, it, it, I, was, it was priceless. I know. I, I, this is, priceless. That's the kind of thing that today that is coaches so beautiful. Would, we need to see things like that. You for. A coach today won't let you do that. Um, no, it was just beautiful. Barbara, no, it, it really was. And Jane, it, I don't it didn't know matter that they were on different teams, and it didn't matter both teams wanted to win. Right. The guy that was hit just felt like he should go over and kind of put his arm around the pitcher. Um, yeah, it was just, um, it was just beautiful. Barbara, yeah, it really was. The uh, former president let us record the raid. I thought I'd play some of the audio for you. You're a jackass. Well, I'm not saying. playing. <laughs> Perfect. Rats, it's not Every playing. time. <laughs> you're, you're a jackass, you know. We're men. We're men in tights. I just brought up something. We're all around the forest looking for lights. <laughs> yeah. We're men. We're men in tights. Ah, uh, you gotta see this. Um, we run from the rich and give to the poor. That's right. We may look like sissies. I just brought up something nice. And you have to play that. This is, um, what's, what's the name of the movie? Robin Hood. Um, it's Robin Hood, but it's made by... Robin um, Hood. But it's... <laughs> so, Barbara, we, we got audio of the raid, of the FBI raiding the president's house. That was a little bit of it. We had to cut it down. Well, you know, I can I can understand. You know, Jim, this gets to the uh, maybe the heart of the issue. Why did the FBI do this, and why did the Justice Department do it? Well, and the simple answer is because they could. Because they could. Okay. Well, Barbara, there the go. FBI had a chance to redeem themselves in one 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 incident. They could have redeemed everything they've done wrong up to this point just by yeah, saying and, no that they won't yeah. do it because it's illegal. Yeah, they, they easily could have, but, but so they seem to be the impetus behind it. So how much faith do you have in uh, FBI? These and Barbara days? used to work she, with the FBI. This is a I used to work with them, and I and I used to have nothing but the absolute utmost respect uh -huh. for what them. What about now? And then, then I saw what happened with the Russia collusion stuff and the fact that the FBI was willing to lie to federal judges to get FISA warrants that the FBI knew that the Steele dossier was phony, and and they did nothing except pretend it was good that there was no and pretend they needed the warrants. I don't have respect for them anymore, Jim. I'm sorry. And Chris made it all the way to the final interview, too. And, I mean, that's yeah, I mean, they that's just... It's disappointing. It's just disappointing. That's uh, a good way of putting it. Very disappointing. Because um, the, uh, the first case I ever worked on as, a, as an assistant U.S. attorney was a case with the FBI involving a bank robbery kidnapping. And the agents were just spectacular. No, and those, I, I, those I, I was people. like in awe. You know, I grew up watching Ephraim Zibalist and the Junior and the FBI. I was in awe that I'm there I am with FBI agents. Not anymore. I mean, uh, not anymore. Well, those people used to be, they um, and they still are. Most of them are still amazing. But uh, yes, they are. It's like um, 
when you get people that are on top that are there there for too long um they shit all over the place yeah i mean they 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 just think this seems to be you know you go back to like peter struck during the uh Russia collusion era, yeah. and and his statement that you know he could smell the Trump tr- smelly Trump supporters in Walmart. These are he was a person that despised Trump, and sadly there are too many people employed by the FBI that have the same belief, and they really should recuse themselves for any investigation because they can't look at things objectively. And and it's sad to say that. What is the what is the uh, part of um, administration that is not voted in? What is it called, Jim? Bureaucracy. Bureaucracy. The bureaucrats. The bureaucrats. The bureaucrats need to go. We can't get rid of bureaucrats. We need to. We need to get rid of those. Those. You can't share. You can't get rid of them. Uh, yes, you can. Uh, There has to be. There has to be a way. To get rid of them, we need to keep people. You're, you're kind of stuck with them. Oh, you really Barbara, are. I, I mean, it, Barbara, do you remember Dad used to say, "What does it matter who we put in office? Same people are there anyway, every single time. We can't get rid of those people. They're always there." And 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 that's that's really true. Uh, changing from, for example, changing from President Trump to President Biden, the <sighs> people that run, really run the show are still there. Only this time they're on President Biden's side, but they're still there. You, 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 it's not like you change presidents and everything changes. It doesn't change. Okay, so what do, what do we do about that? We need to do something about it. Uh, what has to happen is we have to elect somebody like a Trump mm-hmm. um, who That's will put their foot down and fire these people. That's why they were afraid of him. That's why they were after him. And that's why are they uh, are doing... I think you're right. You think? Because he was closing in on them. He was closing in on them. He was going yeah. to get rid of them. Uh, he was going to drain the swamp. And we yeah, need to and, and somehow they w- get into it and drain it for our kids. And uh, that was not anything they agreed with. Mm-hmm. And they're obviously fighting tooth and nail yeah, to keep he, him from running again. Won, because it looked like he was going to run again. And the polls showed that if he did, he would have won. But your brother, yeah. your brother always has said that. They like to sit in their leather chairs. Leather chairs, swiveling there leather chairs and their pins on their lapel. There you go. You always said that. And uh, you guys, you two... Um, always said the truth. Of course, no, it's, it, it's, a, it's a power thing, and they're not going to give it up. Not willingly, anyway. No, no. why would they? They need to So, be- I, this is, a, in my opinion, the only thing that makes sense is they're just trying to bully him, so to speak, to make sure that he doesn't run again. Uh, but they don't realize that by doing something like this, it's a lot of Americans today, a lot of Americans today are thinking, well, God, if they can do that to the former president, what the heck can they do to me? That's this amazing. just was that Greg Gutfeld was right in terms of his explanation of what happened. And I think how people are reacting to it. 
you know what? At some point, hopefully, we're going to get it. And um, I, I've been preaching to my children. Hopefully, they'll get it. We have so many neighbors around here that are getting it. Their children are getting it. But um, somebody needs to explain it. Because otherwise, uh, we're just going to end up somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, that raid was a real smart move. <laughs> you want to take a larger-than-life character and make him even larger? You raid his frickin' house. <laughs> Basically, they just gave Popeye a 55-ounce can of spinach. <laughs> yeah. Goodfellas' best, Barbara. Do you want to see the door opening over here? Um, talk to your sister, please. Uh, so uh, I think Gutfeld just nailed it. All they did, it's going to come back and bite them because all you've done is energize the base. People like us really lost. Yes, he has. What will be interesting to see is what happens in the primaries that are going on now and, you know, weeks into the future in terms of people that Trump has supported and how well they're doing in light of the search warrant issue. But that's interesting, Barbara. Here in Connecticut, the candidate that was running to be the Republican nominee to run for Senate to run against Richard Blumenthal was endorsed. The one who won was endorsed by Donald Trump, and they're all convinced that Trump pushed her over the finish line for sure. That wouldn't the surprise me because she, she was behind the actually the the one that that the Republican Party actually endorsed was a different candidate. Yeah, no, I I know that. I heard her on some radio show. I was impressed with her, quite frankly. So if if she runs against Senator Blumenthal, it could be a very interesting November election. It would be interesting to see her. Blumenthal is definitely vulnerable, Barbara. Uh, Themis did a great job of tying him to Joe Biden. Well, that's, I think, what you have to do. I mean, he has voted in lockstep um, with the Democrats. And I shouldn't even say the Democrats. They're not Democrats anymore, as I know that word. They're They're progressives. They're rats. I mean, I don't know of a Democrat, as I know that word, other than perhaps Tulsi Gabbard in Hawaii, but she's not in the House anymore. Everybody else has now become a progressive. And the real question is, in my mind... How will America treat that? I don't think America is ready for progressive. Well, how do you feel about the Republicans? Well, yeah. uh, uh-huh. sometimes uh-huh. I wish they'd get a spine. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you. There we go. So we have nowhere to go unless we uh, get the poison for the rats and uh, yeah. spine for the um, Republicans. We have nowhere I mean, we, to go. We ha- we have some excellent Republicans. We do. Um, we just we just don't have maybe enough of them. I mean, who, for example, Ted Cruz, okay. Marco Rubio, okay. um, uh, Rick Scott. Okay. Um, I'm leaving out uh, the the uh, senator from South Carolina whose name escapes me at the moment. That's okay. Uh, we've got lots of good good ones. But uh, keep in we, mind they 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 them? don't get they don't get the publicity that the Democrats do because the mainstream media well, is not going to do anything that's helpful for them. Well, we have Republicans that suck. Actually, we have what's his name. Um, 
We have two of them. What is the name? You don't like Lindsey Graham. I don't like Lindsey Graham at all. You don't like I, uh, I want to freaking uh, and and the, the Senate speaker, leader. The Senate, Senate leader. leader. I want to freaking get rid of them. They're awful. You don't, you don't like him because he's old. They're awful. No, they're both awful. They're swinging like a flag in a wing. In well, wing. I I, I don't, don't disagree with that. Uh, Tim Scott was the senator from South Carolina who I was trying to remember. What was um, the name again? Tim Scott. Tim Scott. Tim Scott. They don't uh, get enough but, publicity. But and, and, he's and that's, that's one problem. But in terms of, um, uh, I have to, there's many things that I really don't like about him. But in terms of, for example, keeping Merrick Garland off the Supreme Court, kudos to Mitch McConnell. Oh, Otherwise, a great Senate. I mean, he did. He kept he kept um, Merrick Garland off the Supreme Court. Yeah, but so and, what? But but then he goes back and forth. Yeah, but uh, to me, the Supreme Court is far more important alone, at times. That alone made him worthwhile. Uh, you got it. That's that's worth the price of admission. That alone made it valuable. All right. I guess I don't know what I'm talking okay, about. Okay, we're speaking with Barbara Weisich, former assistant U.S. attorney and law professor at the University of Miami Law School. The bestest, the smartest. And, and the Barbara, most I want to thank you so informed. much for joining us. I appreciate it. Oh, you're it. more than welcome, Jim and Jane. Happy to do so. It's Boss Five. Um, my back freaking hurts. I won't back, oh, back down. down. Always time for a smaller, no, later, less intrusive government. Down. You can stand me up at the gates of hell, but I won't back down. Have you noticed everybody's using that in their political ads now? I won't back down. We've been using it for the last 30 years. And obviously, they listen to us, so and it must have polled well. Show that you won't back down. But we won't back down. We'll always stand for a smaller, leaner government. Most of all, less intrusive government. Democrats get out of my wallet. Republicans stay out of my bedroom. That's our motto here, our libertarian motto. Thank you for joining well, us today, I won't everybody. And back down. No, I won't back down. You can stand me up at the gates of hell, but I won't back down. Gonna stand my ground, won't be turned around. And I'll keep this world from dragging me down. Gonna stand my ground, and I won't back down. Hey, baby, 
There ain't no easy way out Hey, I will stand my ground And I won't back down